Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Armor Report. This is our week in review, what we're going to go over today. Um, the topics for discussion are going to be um, the breakdown in Bitcoin. We're going to go over the reversal of the risk monitor back to red. Okay. We're going to talk about really the three ways to create alpha in the bear market of 2022. So the Armour Report and Armour Insiders, um, as a group, this is turning out to be one of our best years. So I'm going to reveal to you how it is that we're building alpha and building net worth in the bear market of 2022. And there's three ways we're doing it. We're going to focus on those three. Then we're going to switch over to, or I say continue with, discussion of the top five stock charts on our whiteboard for possible purchase next week. We're going to break down the precious metals positions. I want to show you four chart patterns. We're going to look at how are they all similar and what does it mean. So these are the things we're going to talk about today. We'll probably touch on some day trading of the indexes if you'd like. Of course, there'll always be Q&A at the end, so fill up that message board. And after I go through some of these thoughts with you about the week, we'll get to all of your questions. I'm Brett Rosenthal, in case you didn't know. This is the Armour Report. It stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So what we do here to um, invest is we start by protecting capital, then we capture upside. That's our creed, and that's quite frankly why we're building alpha and building that worth in a bear market right now. Um, if I was to boil it down, right? So what I'm going to share with you is how I manage my own personal capital. I've been doing it over 30 years. I call it the Armour Investing Way. It's a simple three-stage process. We do research and we add names of companies we want to invest in to our whiteboard first, not our portfolio. We use algorithms to determine when to add risk and when to take it off. And then, of course, we use stop losses to protect ourselves And this particular week is important. I'm going to walk you through our Bitcoin and our index positions we were taking this week and how important stop losses are. So we're going to go over that. Um, Do your own due diligence, of course, with anything I say or anybody else on the Internet. You need to um, look at the ideas, take them in, decide if they fit your risk tolerance, the goals, the type of assets you're running, and all of those things before you make any decisions. If you'd like, you can subscribe to this YouTube channel right down here. You can also subscribe to the Armour Report if you wish. Real quick, the Armour Report right up here, free Armour Action Alerts. You're going to get them every morning. You just click on that button right there and subscribe, okay? You're going to get them every morning before the market opens. Thoughts on how we're day trading today, swing trading or investing that day, stocks that we're looking at, okay, and access to our morning meeting replay, okay? So all of those things come in the free subscription. Give it a shot uh, if you'd like to. All right, let's dive in. Um, First things first. First things first. I like to start top down and then look at all the details. So let's look at the risk monitor first. The risk monitor is, as you guys know, algorithms we've designed for the top seven indexes. When these seven all move in the same direction, 
it tells us a lot, and we manage capital based on it. So when all seven this week gave us a risk on entry point, and let's take a look at where that was. All right, now, first of all, we're going to get back to Newmont Mining in a minute. We're going to talk about Newmont because there's something you have to know about this chart pattern that, is, that, that you want to print up, put it on top of the, you know, the wall right above your trading desk. You're not going to see it very often, and when you do, uh, it generally can make you a lot of money, okay, from an investing point of view. This is not a swing or a day trade. I'm talking about investing, people who want to invest. We're going to get to that in a minute. But let's go look at the S&P, okay? So what we had after this huge uptrend is a sell-off here, and we're going to drill down in here, okay? You all know the risk monitor is red right here, okay? All the way down, we were out of the market. So we have our index-only portfolio, four portfolios we talk about here on the desk. I manage capital using these four portfolios. One is an index-only portfolio. So when these seven indexes tell us to get long the market, all the money gets put to work. When it's risk monitor red, all the money comes out. It's a very simple way to understand and use the armor algorithms. So if you look back at, at this chart, up here we're 100% cash, market craters, right, to the bottom of the channel, and we get 100% long on this day right here, which was Wednesday. Market heads higher Thursday morning, reverses down. So let me just explain to you how we do this. And if I went through all the charts, you would see the same type of a pattern. Let's look at the NASDAQ real quick. Same pattern. All right, we were out up here. These are yellow and, and red signals. So we're out of the market here. Market collapses 20% from the high, right? And we don't have any investments in our index-only portfolio as the market drops 20% from the high, right? I'm going to get to the, the reason I'm emphasizing that in a second, all right? So what we see here is at the bottom of the channel, we get a risk on green. We put some money to work. So as I described to anybody who was watching on Wednesday when we got the risk on green signal, when we are able to avoid a 20% collapse in the NASDAQ 100 and we get a risk on entry point, we're going to put money to work every time. I don't care if I get stopped out two days later. I don't care. This is, a, this is a statistical strategy we execute constantly. If we avoid a 20% collapse and we get a risk on entry, we put money to work. It's, a, it's an emotionless trade. I don't care what the news stories are. The news stories are always terrible right at the bottom. Right? 2020, we got a risk on signal like this. March, I think it was 25th of 2020. You know, I was still outside for an hour washing groceries. Okay, it was ridiculous. I was fighting people for toilet paper at the local Publix, all right? And we were getting a risk-on signal in the midst of the pandemic. And we made a fortune because of it. So what you don't do is look at the news stories around and say, well, maybe not this signal. If you're following a statistical strategy, you put capital to work. And as I told you on Wednesday, even a strategy that's, accurate eight out of ten times it's going to lose money twice and in bad years you might have three or four entries that fail if we look at 2008 as an example you didn't know you were in a financial crisis really until the end of the year it was like it was like a rolling train wreck it was a crisis and then it was going to be supported by the fed and we were going to get out of it and all these types of things 
Four times that year, the risk monitor went green, and four times that year, the risk monitor went red within a week, hitting stops. So what I want to share with you today, the information that's important, is when we get a risk monitor green, we're going to put money to work here. We have alpha to spend because we've avoided the collapse. So we're going to put some money to work. We are of zero value to you and to ourselves. If the market drops 20% and we don't put money to work, and then the market rallies, what have we done? Then I'm just one of those, another talking head on you know, YouTube who's constantly bearish, right? Those bearish guys. Bear, 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 right? I, that's a complete waste of time. What I'm doing here is executing a strategy and sharing the information with you. So when I get long and literally two days later get stopped out, that's a piece of information that we want to understand. It's rare we get stopped out that quickly when all indexes tell us to get long the market on the same day using our algorithmic system. The only times we see that is when we're in a serious bear market. Now, the Armour Report's been telling you we're in a bear market since December 3rd of last year when we first went risk monitor red. Okay, that index-only portfolio was in cash for three months as the market collapsed. So we put a little bit of capital to work, we get stopped out immediately, and it just reiterates there's a major paw print here. It's a bear market. So let's move on to the next idea. So we might get a risk monitor. I'm sure we will, not might. We'll get a risk monitor green again. Could be next week. Could be next month. I don't know when. Every time we get it, we'll put money to work. Here's how we mitigate risk. Because I know, I know, guys, it's hard to put the money to work when you see it happening. Because you, you're reading the stories all around you and you're saying, how can I put money to work? The world's coming to an end. Okay? So, ways to mitigate risk. On Friday, as we were getting stopped out of these positions, we were actually net positive on our index trading for the simple reason that we were hedging during the day. So intraday, just because we're long based on the algo, doesn't mean we don't protect those positions if things aren't looking right, okay? So to give you an example of what I mean, I'll just dive into our day trading screen for a minute. Um, we're gonna look at the S&P. I'll make this a little bigger for you. So this is the screen we use to day trade, all right? And all these lines are on our algorithmic, um, what we call the price movement profiler. So these are, um, this is how we day trade, using these lines and using our triggers. <clears throat> okay, so day one of the risk monitor green signal was an immediate sell-off in the market. I say, okay, sometimes that happens, nothing wrong with that. We get long on this bar right here. So we actually increase our position on our, we put day trading longs on, on top of our swing trading positions, right? This is Thursday. And the market rips up to the 200-day moving average, that green dashed line here. And as you can see, it fails, reverses, breaks down, closed down, all right? On that reversal back down, and this is how we, we incorporate day trading and swing trading and investing. So one of the topics of discussion for today is how do you create alpha in the bear market of 2022. 
And what you do is you could still take your long positions, but you use intraday trading strategies to protect and hedge those positions. When the risk monitor goes back to red, which it is now, when the, when the spot gamma uh, or gamma information is negative gamma environment, when the investor's business daily is, you know, um, their risk monitor is red, we, we, we know that it's dangerous down here. I still execute long. The reason I always will execute on the long side is because the best entry points occur when it looks most dangerous. So I'm not going to start guessing which time I should try and which time I shouldn't. We execute the strategy constantly. And then what we do is use intraday tools to protect ourselves, right? So at the close of that day, because of the behavior, right, we cut our swing trading positions in half, okay? And we bought VIX at the end of the day to hedge overnight risk. So I don't invest in VIX, but I'll use VXX or whatever, however you want to do it, as a hedge against our index positions when we're long the indexes. And we'll do it for an overnight or we'll do it intraday. We did both last week, both of which made money for us. So when the market gapped down Friday morning, which is right here, you can see the gap, okay? And here's VIX, okay? When the market was gapping down Friday morning, our VIX position overnight was gapping up, right? And so this allowed us to literally exit our positions yesterday because our stops were being hit on our swing trade. We were exiting those positions at a profit. We made more money long VIX than we lost on the indexes. So net, net, we had a profit in that position. And so to wrap up this conversation with you, the way to create alpha in the bear market of 2022, there's three ways to do it. We're always, the first number one way is to protect capital first. The Armour Report, Algorithmic Risk Management Research, we start by protecting capital, okay? So that's step one. The next phase, the next step, is for us to use intraday trading strategies to protect positions. So those who join us on the Armour Pro Trading Desk, you can watch us do this during the day. We're putting VIX positions on. We're getting short the market. We short intraday. We do all these types of things to protect the rest of our portfolio. Okay? So three ways to build alpha in a bear market. Start by protecting your capital. So we carry cash positions overnight, okay, and usually large ones. Like going into the weekend, we have a large cash position, something like 50%. Number two, use intraday trading strategies to hedge positions to deal with the volatility. They allow you to stay in your positions as long as those positions don't hit stops. You can capture upside by making money on those hedges, right, and then your investments take off. So what's the third thing? In the bear market of 2022, this is the commodity super cycle. We've been talking about it on this show for the last month or two. We're 50%, somewhere around 40 to 50% cash in our portfolios. 
and the rest of the capital is committed to commodities of all kinds. Right? So let's dive into a discussion of what our portfolios look like and what commodities we're investing in. And I'm going to go over five chart patterns that are at the top of our list for next week's inclusion in our portfolio. Okay? Before I dive into that, I want to address Bitcoin real quick. And we're going to look at the uh, ETF, BITO. Okay? So we're going to talk about Bitcoin real quick before we launch into these other investment ideas. You're going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper. You want to jot some of these things down. Do your own research. Bitcoin was an addition to our portfolio last week and immediately taken out. So another important factor, I want to use Bitcoin as an example for you. Another important factor of building alpha in a bear market, any bear market, not just 2022, is to use stop losses. This is not a market for holders. This is not a time to hold on for dear life and believe in some creed. Okay? The road to investing ruin is crowded with people who force their will on the market. And I mean smart people whom I respect. There are smart guys, for instance, in the cannabis world who have ridden their portfolio all the way down to the lows. They had huge gains in their portfolio and they've just round-tripped everything. Are they wrong on the fundamentals? I don't think so. I think the fundamentals are great in cannabis. And I think it's going to prove out over the next five to ten years. Could be three to five years. I don't know. The Armour Report made a lot of money on cannabis. And we haven't lost any of that money on the way down. How can that be when you know I love the cannabis investment theme? Simple. We use stop losses. And we do it to protect ourselves from ourselves. Okay? That's how we do it. That's why we do it. Take a look at the ARC funds, the innovator stocks. Kathy Wood, we could debate whether or not she's brilliant. Okay, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But I can tell you one thing. When she comes on CNBC and looks at the TV and says to you, the market is wrong on her stocks, she's gone off the deep end. She needs to be taken off those portfolios immediately. Somebody else has to come in and run those portfolios. The market's wrong. Her portfolio's down something like 75% from the high, and the market's wrong is her answer. God, don't turn into someone like that, guys. Don't turn into that. You know, if your stock goes down 50%, just to put this in perspective, it has to go up 100% for you to just break even. I've seen this happen over and over again in my 30 years. People like Kathy, who become incredibly arrogant, a market created by Fed intervention so that they think they're smart, 
and they go all over CNBC, and they become the darling of CNBC, when really, at that very moment, if CNBC was, or any financial network was worth anything, they would come on and say, hey, Kathy, aren't you making all this money because the Fed is pumping massive amounts of liquidity into the system, and people are chasing after stocks with no earnings, no revenue? Isn't that why you're making money? Because that's why she's making money. And when the Fed takes liquidity out, this is the result. It happens over and over and over again. I've seen it over 30 plus years of doing this. And so I beg you to remember this. The next time you see it, and it gets me to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. They are, and I've been saying this from the get-go, risk on assets. That's what they are. Now, Bitcoin's dropped over 50% from its highs. So why would I put some Bitcoin in my account last week? Because I do recognize, I do recognize that there could be real value in Bitcoin and probably Ether. And this is not about all the other cryptos. All the other cryptos I have no interest in unless we're in a Fed-inducing bull market and people are chasing after all kinds of junk with no real value, and we're in a tulip type of world, right? Which is what I, what I try to want. I know a lot of you watch this, and you, you already, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir here, but I mean, if you're new, I was trying to tell everybody that when Bitcoin was above 60,000. I said, this, this is madness of crowds all over again. And that's been going on since the 1600s with the Dutch and tulips. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read the book, because you're going to need to know it as an investor. Okay, but I do recognize that perhaps Bitcoin over time is going to shift some and begin behaving like a store of value, perhaps by gold and silver. So I'm not closed off to the fact that cryptocurrency could have a place. And so when I see an entry point off a double bottom like we did last week, I say, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. We actually, I think we bought it right here. It gapped up. We had a stop right in here of the low of this gap up. It gapped above the 50-day. And I said, okay, I'm going to use, if it closes, I'm not going to let it close the gap on me. So the stop is going to be the low of that gap up day. And so right here, we got stopped out. That's okay. I'll try that trade again. If Bitcoin builds a bottom down here, right now it looks like a double top, so I got no interest in owning it. But if it were to build some type of a, pennant type of formation, a, a bottoming wedge over time. And we could take this, this line off together because that's not what's happening. So what we, what we want to see now is maybe, um, and I'm just having some fun here, you know, technical analysis is a bit of an art, not a science. But, you know, you're looking at something maybe like this that forms that would, that would be interesting to me, okay? If Bitcoin starts doing that and it makes a bottoming wedge and breaks out of that wedge, I'll be on Bitcoin again because it may be signaling that it's shifting and becoming a store of, of value, okay? So how do you build alpha in a bear market and specifically in the bear market of 2022? You protect capital first, which means you use stop losses on whatever you're doing. Go ahead and take your shot down the field just as long as you have a stop loss in place, okay? Number two, this is a commodity super cycle unfolding. So you want commodities in the portfolio. 
Armor portfolios are up across the board for the year. We're, we're building huge alpha versus the market. We're doing it because we focused on commodities since December of last year. I'm going to share with you, because right now some of you are saying, well, I don't have any. What do I do now? I'm going to share with you these chart patterns, and I want you to know that it hasn't even started yet. We were so early in December and January on these names, just starting to move. The upside is going to be tremendous this year in these names. So there'll be opportunities along the way to build positions. I'm grappling right now with how big do I want to make the next four stocks that I'm going to show you. I already own them. How big should they be in my portfolio is what I'm grappling with this weekend. And the third way to build alpha in this bear market of 2022 is to use intraday trading tools to hedge your portfolio and to capture alpha on the upside. Don't forget bear markets. You know, talk about paw prints. A risk monitor that goes from green to red in 48 hours is a paw print of a bear, right? Another paw print, the biggest two-day rallies occur in bear markets. Remember I told you that a couple weeks ago. And we captured two huge up days in the S&P extracted that alpha out of the market because we were day trading it. Markets going to new lows. We have those returns in our portfolio banked. We share that information step by step every day with Armor Pro subscribers. You can join us if you want. So take a look. See if it fits your approach. So let's go look at the next four charts. And we're going to talk about what they all have in common. So grab a pen, piece of paper, write these down. You can do your own due diligence. And full disclosure, the Armour Report, Armour Portfolios, Armour Insiders, myself personally, we all own these stocks already near the lows. I'm going to show you right now. Okay? But why am I showing you? Not to, not to tell you, hey, we own them and you don't, but to tell you it hasn't even started yet. Or maybe it just did last week. Take a look at this. Okay. I want, you to, I want you to print this chart up, put it above your desk. This is a huge rectangular pattern, and the breakout just occurred on Friday. Now, I've been doing this a long time, and I can tell you I haven't seen, I, you don't see patterns like this very often. And you know, disclaimer, obviously, they don't all go up tremendously. But this is the footprint of a stock that's about to go into the stratosphere. Now, why is Newmont Mining doing this? Well, first of all, it's an institutional favorite, right? When the institutions commit to the precious metal space again, which it looks like they've just started doing, they're going to go to the big four names. I'm going to show you these four names. These big four, so first it's Newmont Mining, okay? Armor Report started buying Newmont Mining down here. We traded it a couple times in here. We bought it back right there. Now it's skyrocketing, all right? So just to let you know where we own it, we started owning it, and we bought some of it down in here. And we, we've traded it a couple times, right? 
And then our, our most recent entry price is right there. Okay, there's the blowout. To put it in perspective, it's always great to look at weekly charts. It, 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 okay, the weekly chart is just starting. It's just starting. All right. So Newmont Mining, Gold Corp, or Barrick, I should call it Barrick, right? Look at the chart pattern. Do you think you really missed anything yet? I mean, it's true. At the Armour Report, we own it right in here, okay? That's where we own Gold Corp as it was breaking the downtrend. And those of you who follow this week in review every week know we were buying it down here. But this has just started. It's a blowout with a high tight pennant that's just taken out the high of that pennant. It's just started, right? How about the weekly chart? It's just beginning, guys. It hasn't really been missed yet. The, the ideal entry point is here, and now the rest of the crowd's starting to come to it. Franco Nevada, these are the top four horses in our portfolio right now. FNV and Wheaton Precious Metals. Wheaton, I mean, Wheaton's just started. You know, it's got a, a, a big slug of silver. So the other four are gold stocks, and it's a head. And this is the silver and gold uh, royalty play. And so you're seeing this come out a little bit later. That's just starting. Going back to, so um, just wrapping up the precious metals here on Newmont, okay? I don't know if you all remember um, in 2000, you have to go way back, okay? There was the revolution where we mapped the human genome. And for those of you investing in the stock market at the time, there was a company called Human Genome Sciences. That was a pretty good name uh, for, uh, for a stock um, at a time when we were just mapping the human genome, Human Genome Sciences. The chart pattern looked just like Newmont Mining. And what you do as a technical analyst to get an idea of what the target is, how high can this go, you look at the, the width of the base and you turn it on its side, right? So you go here and you go all the way off the chart, right? The width of the base can support a move of a height as high as the width. That's just basic technical analysis, you know, uh, like that. How high can this thing go? The bigger the base, the higher it can go. Doesn't mean there won't be pullbacks and all that kind of stuff. Now, the, what will probably happen off of a base this big is you'll get a rip higher and then another consolidation and a rip higher and another consolidation, which is exactly what happened to human genome sciences. And as investors at the time, we made an absolute fortune off of that stock. This was the chart pattern. Okay, let's move on. Um, I want to share with you, just to wrap up before I get to your questions, I want to share with you um, five chart patterns that are at the top of our list for possible purchase next week. So if I look at Armour portfolios, um, we can just go over a couple of charts here. There's one sector of the commodity space that I'm missing, and it's kind of driving me crazy. So we're going to try to address that next week. So what we have is precious metals, gold and silver, right? We own some um, 
SILJ is a way to play all the small cap silver stocks, and that's just coming out now. Right? So it's the same and pat I mean it's the same type of pattern. Silver's just getting started. Okay. We own the energy stocks, and you guys will remember that I've been pounding the table on the, the, the drilling stocks, the oil rigs, okay? We're at the very beginning of the oil rig um, um, day rate up cycle, and I spoke about this at the beginning of February, right? I shared with you the chart of um, uh, HP, which is my... Um, Where is HP? Put it in right there for you, all right? HP is the horse. This, this is always going to be every single up cycle in, uh, that I've ever witnessed in 30 years in the drilling stocks. Uh, Helmer and Payne is the number one guy, right? So we were building positions in HP down here. And we've built out our exposure with rig. And it popped on the end of the day on Friday, and I was sharing that with you guys over the last couple of weeks. So maybe some of you are on this with us. We own rig right in here, literally right here, okay? Um, and we own some shares of Neighbors. Okay, and Neighbors is coming out of a huge pattern. All right? So what, am I, what part of, of the commodity space am I missing that's really driving me crazy? And what I'm missing, and I, I got on it right here. So look, I like to share with you guys all the things that we do right, okay? But I also like to keep it real at the Armour Report and share with you things that I've missed, right? I don't get everything right, all right? And this thing drives me crazy, what I've missed here. Now, there's some Armour insiders that are on this trade. I got off of it. They stayed on it. They're making a fortune. Well done, guys, okay? And that's IPI the fertilizer stocks, okay? We were on it right in here. This was the place to own IPI. I got shaken out because of what was going on around the world, and so I exited the position, and it's since exploded, and some Armour Insiders are making this money, and I'm so, I'm so happy you guys are making that money. So the question now is, what next week, what's the next leg of this move? We're seeing, and let's take a look at this, we're seeing corn go through the roof. I can't remember the symbol on wheat, um, but wheat is going through the roof, right? You know, DBA is going through the roof, okay? These are agricultural commodities. So these are the stocks at the top of the whiteboard for me for next week, possible inclusion. I'm not going to miss deer, okay? Deer is kind of come out. It's a shake out on the earnings number, reverse and close back above the downtrend, I almost bought this on Friday. It's just I decided to hold a little cash over the weekend and come at it again Monday morning. So deer is the very top of my list. You're not going to see agricultural stocks going to the, to the moon like that without deer having a huge year this year. It's an easy way for institutions who aren't trading wheat futures, not trading corn futures, to put money in the agricultural space. So deer is a no-brainer. It has to be at the top of our list. All right, let me show you another pennant that broke down and immediately reversed and what the stock did. Take a look at this. Okay, here's Nucor. So this is a, um, a quick lesson for you guys in, in technical analysis. When a pennant goes down, when, it, when a pennant breaks down 
and you have a V reversal back up immediately, the stock usually explodes higher. Because what's happened is that pennant, don't forget, technical analysis is just reading what buyers and sellers are doing. There's a battle going on and who wins it, all right? And so on Nucor, the, the, the sellers won and it looked like a bloodbath. When it immediately reverses, all of these guys are trapped. Anybody short, anybody who was long gets sold it out. And, they, and oh my God, it's gone back up. How could I miss it? And there's just an absolute rush to get back into the asset. The new core is just getting started. The thing's going to go through the roof. Okay. Deer is an even bigger pennant formation. And it's such a tight and clean reversal. This needs to be bought. I'm going to be adding deer. Now, the next two stocks. Think about the next two stocks this way. We have all of these commodities, the commodity super cycle, palladium, platinum, uh, you, you know, wheat, corn, everything's energy of all kinds. These two stocks benefit from volatility in commodities. So putting them in the portfolio makes no, uh, it's just a no-brainer to me. Here's CME, the commodities, commodities group, right? Commodities exchange. Reverse head and shoulders, breaking out of a huge base, runs up almost to the fourth standard deviation. First pullback, <coughs> excuse me, to the 50-day moving average, that stock's got to be bought. The train's leaving the station on CME. And ICE is going along right with it, if not leading it. I mean, ICE is more of an energy exchange, and so it's, it's leading at CME. As you can see, it's in a big uptrend already. But what I like to do is buy stocks like this that have touched the fourth standard deviation and then come down and make a double bottom at the 200 day and break out. Again, theoretically, I should be on all these three names Friday at the close, and I just decided not to um, add these names. Uh, I wanted to hold cash over the weekend. So these are the top three names I'm going to look at to add next week, um, and preferably on weakness. I got two more names I wanted to share with you. And I'm hesitating. I'm hesitating because they're small cap in nature. So don't be upset with me for this, but they're small cap stocks and I'm going to be positioning them next week. So are Armor Insiders. And I'm going to share that information with insiders first. So if, you, if you're a subscriber, guys, don't worry about it. Monday morning, I'm going to go over these two stocks with you. They're small cap. They're going to be hard for us to accumulate, and so we're not going to share them today, okay? Anybody who's an Armour subscriber, you will get this information Monday morning, so we'll go over it in the morning call. Um, I'm going to save those two stocks, and what I'm going to do now is hop into the Q&A. Thank you guys for listening. This has been lots of fun. Let's get to your questions and see what we haven't gone over and what you want to talk about. I will share a couple of substitute ideas just in case you guys aren't on it already. Um, owning shares of the pipeline stocks is an absolute no-brainer. You pick up a huge dividend in a very difficult market, and the stocks are walking up. And just a couple bonus ideas from a dividend point of view. We already own Verizon in the portfolio. All right, we bought it down in here. So it's breaking out above the 200-day moving average now. That's Verizon with a really nice yield. And I, I suspect I'm going to be adding AT&T to the portfolio at an eight plus percent yield. If all of the naysayers are wrong, 
on AT&T, and they keep servicing that 8% yield and they turn that business around, this is the entry point. Double bottom off of the lows, money hiding in companies paying a dividend. This is a perfect bear market stock. And the stop for me would be the low right here. Okay? Closes below that low, okay, we'll exit. Right? This was the gap up and run, pulled all the way back to test that gap, and it held. So when this comes out across these tops right in here, I'll be looking to add AT&T to my dividend portfolio. And with that, I will get to your questions. So anybody got a question, just fill up the board. All right, what do you got for me? Hey, Deb, how are you? Thoughts on Roblox? All right. Um, well, the first thing we got to do is just look at the chart, Deb. So from a technical point of view, it's just terrible. So on my whiteboard sits a list of my favorite metaverse stocks. I think the metaverse, just like cannabis, is going to be a great, great place to have money in the next three to five years. We need a bull market to own these stocks, and we're in a bear market. It's just that simple. So I'm going to keep monitoring the company. I'm going to keep doing the research on the conference calls, watch what they're doing. But innovator stocks are not the names to own in a wicked bear market. And so um, we'll look for the algorithm to give us entry points. And we might take some shots down the field. Like I'll, as an example, last week, Armor Insiders joined me for this. This is a name at the top of our innovative list. This is pure storage. Okay, so you might think I was insane to go buy this stock in front of earnings in a bear market. Okay, and you're probably right. I probably was insane. But we bought pure storage right in front of the earnings announcement, and we booked the profit on the gap up. And I share this with you because these are two innovative stocks, Roblox, okay, Roblox and Pure Storage. They're both on the Armour whiteboard. They're both innovator stocks. One is in an uptrend. One keeps blowing out earnings numbers. So I'm going to take my shot down the field in the chart pattern that's right with the earnings that are phenomenal. And we made money last week on it. I almost never buy these things in front of earnings. But after a big sell-off and that unbelievable double bottom, I just couldn't help myself. This was such a classic double bottom at the 200-day. I said, I just can't help it. I have to put some money to work. Gapped up, booked our profit. I can't stay with it because this is not a market for innovator stocks. But it's at the top of my list. And then you, you ask about, about Roblox, and I just say, look at the two different chart patterns. There are two innovator stocks, and this one looks like this. I, I just can't own it. At some point, I will. My other innovator stock that I really like is, is UPST. And... Um, and we also made money in UPST. We bought UPST in front of earnings, and it gapped up. And we booked the profit. So there's times that I'll do it, Deb. It's just Roblox doesn't give us that opportunity right now. Okay, yeah, so we went over Bitcoin. So we're already stopped out, right? We're already out of it. Bitcoin, and I, I'm imagining that you heard me answer this already, but in case you just hopped onto the show. Um, so we actually bought Bitcoin right here. Okay. We bought Bitcoin on this day. All right. And our stop loss was here, 
When it gaps up, the stop goes to the bottom of the gap. So we exited on this day. All right, and now what I'm looking for, Razmataz Jones, is for this to make a pennant formation. And I'll buy it again when it breaks out of that pennant. All right, I do think there's a place for Bitcoin in the portfolio. I'm just trying to get um, the right entry point, and, and, and it might take a couple of times. You know, those of you who are on, with me on the trading desk all day and in our live, you know, in our Slack room sharing information all day, you guys know that we've been trying to get on rig correctly for the last month. And we had a couple of stops that were hit. We had to get out. And then we put the position back on right here. And now it's skyrocketing and our position is, is, is secure. So um, stop losses are the number one thing to use in a bear market. You've got to protect yourself. If a stop gets hit, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It means the timing is not right, so you've got to protect yourself. And then you watch how it trades over the next couple of days. And if it can find support at a higher level and give you another entry point, you try it again. Sometimes I'll increase my position size each time. So the first position I put on, X size. I get stopped out but it makes a higher low, gives me another entry point. It might be the, the X size plus a quarter. So now I have, you know, 125% of the position. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like if, and the next time might be, you know, a position that's, you know, one and a half times an average size or double the average size. To me, when I get stopped out, I'm learning information. Most people get stopped out and they get frustrated and sad and annoyed and, you know, put their fist through the wall. They're, they're missing the greatest piece of information. You're getting told something about the market when you get stopped out. Then you watch how it trades. And if it holds at higher levels and you get another risk on entry point, that's more information that the buyers are starting to get in control. So you can put a bigger position size on. So that's how I'm going to be handling my Bitcoin. Right now I'm out. All right, what do you got? Um, on rig. All right, good for you. Wow. All right, let's look at uh, PACB. Again, I, I, these are just innovator names that just don't that don't fit right now. This this chart pattern looks exactly like the Arc uh, innovator you know name. I think it's A R K G, which are all these uh, genomics, right? And it's just straight down. So I just can't. You know, you might have a feeling, but. Um, Take two aspirin, put your legs up, and, and wait till the feeling passes. <laughs> More importantly, you know, maybe a little um, indica. You know, keep you on, on the couch, brother, because you need a better chart pattern than that, in my personal opinion. Um, same thing with BNGO. There's just nothing to do there. Those chart patterns aren't, aren't, aren't corroborating any feelings yet in my opinion. Let's look at Nokia. Ooh, good thing we avoided that, right? Just, these are just terrible patterns. There's just, these are the wrong names right now. Arc at 300. I'm not sure what that means, Sean. Arc at 300. The 300 week, oh, is it like the 300 week moving? I don't even know what that is. 300 week moving average. 
I don't have, I don't use that. Um, I don't use that brother. So why would you nibble there? Where's your, where's your entry point? You know, um, guys, when I'm trying to buy a stock off the bottom, what we need to see, what we really need to see, don't forget what you're looking at. It's a price battle between buyers and sellers. The first sign that the sellers are running out of steam and the buyers are starting to rally is a higher low, higher high. That's what you're looking for. So if, if you want to nibble, why try to catch a falling sword? This keeps making lower highs, lower highs, lower highs, and, and, and lower lows and lower lows. So what I'm saying is, let's pretend this rally, Sean, went up here, taking out this prior high. And then it pulled back and you wanted to nibble. I'd say, hey, give it a shot. The buyers seem like they're starting to overwhelm the sellers. But that hasn't happened yet. The buyers aren't overwhelming the sellers. The sellers are still in control. So I, I, I'm not nibbling. MFGC. You found gold. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So let me just share with you right now, Armor Insiders, you guys, we're going to be talking about this on Monday morning. We already have, you know, 30 plus percent of our portfolio long precious metals, and we own it cheap. So the process for the Armor Report and Armor Portfolios was to put our capital to work in the biggest names, in the best names, where institutions flock when they start getting on this theme, because that's where we're going to get paid first which is happening, Newmont, Goldcorp, you know, GOLD, Barrick, Franco Nevada, Wheaton Precious Metals, okay? Once that starts working, then money funnels down into the smaller names. So our job this week, insiders, is to put together a list, and the Silver Fox is going to help us with this because this is his bailiwick. We're going to get a list together of the top maybe five or ten small cap names we want to own. Newfound might be on it, but you can see on this chart that it hasn't popped yet, right? So first the big names are going to go. And so we can then, the object really, after the big names go for a while, is to book some profits on the big names and rotate the money into the small names. So you still have maybe the same percentage allocation in your portfolio. You don't get overly, you know, you're not all of a sudden 50% long metals, right? Um, and one reason I don't want to be 50% long metals is because there's a lot of commodities I'd like to own. I, I want to own the whole space as a commodity super cycle. I don't want to be overweighted in just precious metals. So, but what I might do is take, you know, maybe I'm going to have 35, 40% long metals uh, on the run here and then book some profits off the top and rotate them into the smaller names before they pop, Right. And so, you know, and, uh, NFGC, I'm going to write that one down. Maybe that should be on our list. So thanks for that idea. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, um, Morgan Stanley, stocks Morgan Stanley likes. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, analysts always have an ax to grind. I don't really ever, I don't, I've never made any money buying stocks because analysts at major brokerage firms like the stock. I've never made money doing that. If you do it, that's good for you. But I mean, brokerage firms are in the business of creating um, investment banking business, right? And so they're going to pick up companies and put buy ratings on them. And then we find out a couple months later, they're doing a convertible debt deal. I mean, I just, there's so many acts to grind on those companies. You know, I don't, I don't care what any of those, Goldman, JP Morgan, Morgan, I don't care. They make, this is just personally, Festero, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying personally over the years. And don't forget, I worked at a lot of these companies, so I know how it works. You know, I worked at Lehman Brothers before it was a bad word. When it was a respected company, I've worked at Prudential and Wachovia and Wells Fargo and a whole bunch of these companies. So, I know how this works, and, and so watching you know, them write reports kind of means nothing to me. But do my own research, listen to my own, you know, listen to conference calls, right? Um, the Armour whiteboard is full of research, full of companies we want to own that we have buy recommendations on, right? But I don't have an ax to grind. So I'm just telling you like it is based on what I think the fundamentals are of the company. And that's why I create that whiteboard for insiders. Um, all commodities have similar charts. It's so true. Yeah, Agnico Eagle. I, I'm, I'm really thinking of adding this back to the portfolio. I, I, you know, it's such a laggard. It's a big cap, mid cap, big cap name. You would think AEM would really skyrocket in here, and I'm, I'm kind of torn. I, I might add it back to the portfolio. I might, because you think it would catch up. They made that acquisition of Kirkland Lake. It's taking time to digest it. The last earnings announcement of the street didn't really love and the stock went down. So really, it should be at the top of our list to add next week. You're probably right. BTU has been an unbelievable run. I want to congratulate Miguel, one of our insiders who made this call right down here. He was absolutely right. I like to say we have an army of analysts inside the Armour Report, and we're all sharing ideas in the Slack room all day. And Miguel was all over this thing right there. So well done, Miguel, and anybody who joined him on that. I know there's a couple other guys out there. I'm, don't be upset if I don't give you a shout out. You guys were on it too. ARLP. Oh, it looks great. Just looks great. Credit Suisse. I don't think Capstone Copper. Oh, oh okay. That, that's a different, sig- <laughs> different signal uh, symbol. Um, yeah, the copper stocks. Don't forget on the copper. Whoops. Don't forget, this is, um, these own a lot of Chinese copper plays. So I don't, I don't own this ETF, but this is just an example. There's a nice little cup and handle and breakout on copper. And, of course, FCX, you know, leads that whole group. Ares is all over that. Ares, you're so right. What a great cup and handle that was. Another Armour Insider certified Armour Analyst. That's Ares. And uh, you've been all over that. Well done. Maybe we should really um, be getting on this uh, HBM together. You know, what I really want to do is put together a list of these smaller cap metal names now and make sure we're on them for the run that's coming. We're also uh, here, um, Ares is all over. It's brought um, physical palladium and platinum. And Ares, I really appreciate you um, adding uh, into our Slack room. Ares put up a bunch of charts for us to see today. And one of them was really great. Um, uh, it, it shows the, the Russian percentage of production around the world of each asset. And it's 
platinum and palladium are like at the top of the list. So um, obviously that thing. So what's that? S S W S D S W. What is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's other Armor Insiders that are all over uh, S B S W. You guys have been all over this. Great call. So the Army of Analysts is hard at work, and you guys were capturing this thing coming out right here. Well done. What are your thoughts? Charts at BSX. All right. Um, let's just look at technical analysis. Um, uh, I, that's not a chart that, that, that really appeals to me. That looks like a top here. It broke down. Now it's topping again and rolling over. So in order for this pattern to... to um, speak to me before I would ever buy it, I would need it to break that downtrend line. And so, JJ, this is a uh, armor axiom, right? I got um, on the armor report, I like to uh, put together a list of all, you know, what I call armor axioms and um, uh, information on how to protect capital, how to build wealth. And I'm building this list. I call it the armor rules of the road. And I share it with... Um, with all of you, but I'm really building it for my son and my daughter, okay? Son's eight, my daughter's five. So I have time here, and I'm sharing it with you guys. So it's Armor Rules of the Road, and if you're an Armor subscriber, you can log in and pull up these rules of the road, okay? So here's a list of, you know, all the things I think are real important. So right here last week, um, I highlighted a couple of these things. Maybe you can't see it. Let me make it a little bit bigger. Um you pay more, you make more money. Okay, this is a an armor axiom. You pay more, you pay more, you make more money. Go like that for now. You don't want to buy early. You want to buy right is what that means. Pay more, you make more money, and that's what this chart makes me think, JJ. I don't have to guess right here. I don't need to own it early. People like to own it early. And then you get on something that breaks down, you're losing money. So you didn't own it early, you owned it wrong. So what I say is I'd rather pay more because I'll make more money because I'm buying it right. Okay? And so when I look at this chart, to me, this high right here that tried to break out of the downtrend and failed is now the new high that I would have to buy, um, see the stock break above before I buy it. So if this stock takes out the high of 45.17 I and closes there, not like a tail like this, right? Not a tail, but it actually closes there. Then I would say, hey, let's get on it. Happy to get on it. And I don't care that I might have missed the first, you know, couple of bucks on the stock. I don't care because if it's breaking out and I'm buying it right or this downtrend, this thing should take off. So that's my thought there. Um, that's how I buy things. You, I don't want to you know, stop you from doing it. I'm just telling you how I... How I view this is my technical approach. Okay, so I always like to pay more and make more money. So again, uh, this CH charge point goes back to my discussion about I need to see higher lows and higher highs. So this is a pretty good um, uh, double bottom, perhaps. So that's a definite step in the right direction, but we can't quite get above the high here. If charge point were to take out the 50-day moving average, you might want to get on that. 
because then what you're seeing is a downtrend that's broken, right? So we're just talking, excuse me, we're just talking technical analysis now, all right? The, the, the downtrend is broken there, and it's trying to work. So if I were, let's say this was on my whiteboard and I wanted to own it, if it went above the 50-day moving average in the morning, I'd be on a day trade with a stop of the low of the day. And if it took off, I'd hold it. And if it broke back down, I'd be out of it. That's how I would trade charge point. Let's look at Boeing. Ooh. In BA and U. Would I consider a, 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 um, I, I wouldn't touch Boeing. I mean, that looks god awful. This is making new lows. So, I, no, I wouldn't. I mean, we can re- revisit this, JJ, next week and see how it's trading. But that, that wouldn't, I would stay far away from that pattern. And the same thing holds true for Unity. You know, this, this just looks terrible. All right. I'm waiting for the, t- the time to add smaller cash. Saber, right. Okay. AG, let's, we're going we're gonna to talk about these Monday morning. Oh, AG, look at that. Look at that. I mean, let's be honest. If AG takes out the high of, of yesterday, we've got to get long the stock if you have an interest. I mean, I'm not sure AG is going to make the list for me. Um, so what, here's what's going to come down to, Saber. There's a lot of great-looking small-cap precious metal stocks about to break out. So we're going to pick the brain of Silver Fox on Monday. Um, I'll, I'll do it over the weekend. And we'll share what his thoughts are Monday morning. And we'll have our list of the top five or ten names. There's going to be a lot of great chart patterns. So what we're going to do is go with the best fundamentals, with the best management teams. That's how I'm going to put my capital to work. You don't have to do that. If AG is on the top of your list for some reason, have at it. I mean, they're probably all going to work. But I've got to figure out a way to whittle down the list. And so what I do is I go with best management teams, um, um, most secure uh, countries where the asset is, especially in this world. Okay. Um, Highest grade material. You know, all of these things. Best, Best proven and profitable. There's a, many different ways to go about this. So we're doing the research on it. Look, my, my dad and I have been investing in precious metals since 2005, all right? Um, so, I mean, we, we just, we, we've done so much work on this space. We're going to focus on the list of, the, of these companies. I'm going to share it with you guys in the morning meeting on Monday morning so we could start peppering the portfolio with these names. Um, AG may be one of them. SILV. Um, Stock looks great. Mag, Mag could be one of them. Okay, so we'll um, we'll go over that uh, Monday morning. Hey, Lena, how are you? Nice to see you today. Um, healthcare stocks. What do you think of Li? I don't know if L-I is really what you mean. Are you thinking about L-L-Y, Eli Lilly? Eli Lilly looks great. You know, one of our best performing positions in our dividend portfolio has been AbbVie. We bought AbbVie right here for the dividend, and we're just making an unbelievable killing. So when we make dividend investments, we try to buy great companies after bad announcements that drive the stocks down to the bottom of a base, 
when we think the time is right, we use that armor algo to give us the entry point, put the money to work. And the object is to have a portfolio of dividend payers. Give them a lot of room to wiggle. A couple of them are going to do AbV, which is going to pay for the other ones that might go down a little bit. And at the end of the year, I look at the whole portfolio. And if our principal is up and we've collected a yield of five and a half, six percent, five percent, let's be a reasonable five percent. Man, I mean, that's a way to run money. Uh, I could just do that and go fishing every day. Why don't I do that? <laughs> Why don't I do that? Because um, I like doing this too much. I like working with you guys and, 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 and getting inside the battle. But one of my best performing portfolios for the last couple of years has been a dividend portfolio. And this is why. So maybe Eli Lilly, I haven't looked at the yield, but it's probably somewhere around 3%, right? Maybe three and a half. Usually I'm looking for 5% yielders, but Lilly is a great looking pattern. That's the name you were talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to go over those right now, Saber, so let's keep moving. We're going to talk about those on Monday. Oh, there is Willy Lilly. I thought that's what you meant. Regeneron. Ooh, look at Regeneron. Wow. Wow. The only, the only problem I have with Virginia, Lily, I have more interest in. I think we're in a you know, major bear market, and I don't see myself putting money in a biotech company or, or a company like Regeneron, which I'm pretty sure is in the NASDAQ 100, and the NASDAQ 100 is imploding. I just don't, I don't, I don't see myself putting money in that. But I, I do like your Lily idea. Weibo? No, you don't mean that. WBA, maybe? WBA. Boy, we should look at that. I think that's what you mean, right? That's 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 a great that's a great idea. Remember, what's where's CVS? CVS is in the stratosphere here, but at some point, um, you, it, it just you can't. I just can't see Walgreens being left that far behind. I just can't see it. And now you got a double bottom with a fat dividend. Ooh, that could be a great idea for the dividend portfolio. So let's keep our eye on that one. I'm assuming that's what you mean. I don't think you want to buy Weibo. V-O-M red. I don't know what that means, brother. Help me out with that one. Um, I can't buy the stock now, man. Brian, I mean, I love that you're on this, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, but I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to get on this now. Even if I looked at the monthly, I still couldn't pay up for this thing. I see what you're showing me, but I, I would need a consolidation. I mean, I'll get on these names again when they consolidate. I just can't get on them here. I just can't. I can't do it. You're on it, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I love it. What else we got? <laughs> What's Silver Fox's background? What's his background? What's his bio? The big reveal. Are you ready for this, Brian? In case anybody doesn't know this already, the Silver Fox is my dad. He's my dad. And his background 
I basically learned everything I know from my dad when it comes to fundamental research. My dad, his background, you know, I mean, he got into the business when he was a paper boy at the age of like 10. I mean, literally, this is a long time ago, 1950s or whatever it was, 1950s probably, you know, buying GE. That was the first stock he ever bought. And he made a fortune on it when GE started making light bulbs. So he was hooked at a young age. Fast forward, MBA, Columbia, um, used to write 50-page research reports and work with all the major institutions in Boston. Uh, um, this is back in the, in the 60s, uh, made a name for himself and, um, you know, probably one of his biggest successes was CBS. When TV went from black and white to color, he saw the explosion in ad revenue and, you know, made an absolute fortune there and made his name in the, um, uh, uh, in the institutional world doing that. Then uh, in the 70s, he was running the um, uh, institutional side of um, uh, Lehman Brothers. Um, so, um, you know, it's a long and, and um, wonderful story. Um, I started working with my pop, you know, early on because I used to hear these stories, these fundamental stories of how to understand companies and businesses sitting around the dinner table, you know, uh, at the age of six, seven, and eight. I mean, that's just that's my dad's passion. He always says he hasn't really, he's never worked a day in his life. He just, it's his passion to do research and uncover the next big idea, you know. Um, and so I'm leaving out, you know, huge success stories along the way. You all know we made a fortune on Illumina over the years. I and mean, that's just all my dad's research, you know. Um, human genome sciences, he was on that early. We made a fortune there. So, and precious metals has been a passion for him, you know, as he's for a long time now believed that, you know, the, the result of what the world is doing is going to result in really large moves in, in precious metals. And so we put together that fundamental background. That's his background. And um, he and I have worked together for um, you know, really my whole life. You know, I got into the business in the late 1980s, early 1990s. We've been working together ever since, ever since in one capacity or another, running hedge funds together. Um, and now um, um, he participates in the Slack room and shares his fundamental uh, um, information that he digs. The reason he calls himself Silver Fox, and I haven't really revealed this, he doesn't, you know, um, He likes to have a little anonymity, but I guess he's out now. <laughs> so everybody knows who he is. C-E-N-X. Yeah, these stocks are just, it's a commodity super cycle that we're on. Oh, I don't want to talk about that right now, Saber. We'll talk about that in the morning. D-Q-X. Oh, yeah. Let's don't talk about these things. We'll talk about that in the morning. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, listen, I have uh, really enjoyed spending time with you today. It's always a pleasure. It helps me order my own thinking. I hope it helps, I hope it helps you order your thinking. I'll meet everybody um, for the Armor Morning Meeting, 830 Monday morning. Don't forget Armor um, uh, viewers who are not subscribers yet, you might want to join us. And I'll just put this up here for you again. 
don't forget, oops, you can um, subscribe at the very least, right up here at the top of the Armor Report, you can subscribe to our free Armor Action Alerts, and that's going to give you access to thoughts before the, day, the trading day starts, how we're going to be day trading, how we're going to be swing or investing, swing trading or investing, and you'll get a replay of the morning meeting. So consider subscribing there if you haven't already. Everybody else, have a great weekend. I look forward to seeing you guys on Monday morning. Uh, get some rest. All right? Take care, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>